Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris. And whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on the episode and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, same thing. If you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have X, Facebook, and Instagram. X, all you got to do is type in at Piskin underscore Frenzy. Follow the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news and highlights from across college and NFL football. Facebook, just type in Pigskin Frenzy. Follow the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as all things up to date for Pigskin Frenzy. And Instagram, all you got to do is type in Pigskin Frenzy. Follow like the page there. You'll get episode updates. There's a bio about me if you want to read about me. Also, there's trivia questions. Go and answer today's trivia question on your on pigskin frenzy stories as well as all things up to date for pigskin frenzy quicker intro today and before we get into today's episode let's go over you know as a reminder i went over it all last week but free giveaway free giveaway for pigskin frenzy uh it will be announced on september 7th and the giveaway includes this it is the defending Super Bowl champion giveaway. An autographed football by Chiefs, uh, Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Trey Smith, Joe Tunney, and Mike Calandino. An extra large Chiefs football t-shirt, two Pigskin Frenzy stickers, and a shout out on September 7th episode of Pigskin Frenzy. The rules are simple. If you have Facebook, follow Pigskin Frenzy on Facebook. Share the post on your story with a hashtag, hashtag PF. PF podcast giveaway and tag us at pigskin frenzy. Number three, tag two of your friends in the comments down below. If you have Instagram and not Facebook, follow Pigskin Frenzy on Instagram. Uh, same rules. Share your post on the story with a hashtag, hashtag Pigskin Podcast Giveaway, uh, PF Podcast Giveaway. Tag us at Pigskin Frenzy and then tag two friends in the comments below. The additional entries are subscribe to Pigskin Frenzy on YouTube, follow Pigskin Frenzy on Podbean, and follow Pigskin Frenzy on X or Spotify. So those are the additional entries. Those are the rules. Enter the giveaway now. You're not going to want to miss out on what we have. I'll announce it once again on my Instagram story and on Pigskin Frenzy September 7th. September 7th. So enter the giveaway next Thursday. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Enter the giveaway. Okay. College football day today. We're back. <laughs> we are back in the fold. College football day today. And this weekend is Labor Day weekend. So I hope everyone has a great weekend. By the way, I'm going casual today with a fit. If you're watching it on YouTube, you know, I'm at, I'm, where I'm repping my alma mater for college, Mississippi College. Go Choctaws, right? So I'm, you know, going casual today. But college football is back. I'm rocking it in honor of college football because we're, like I said, we're here. So season's getting underway. We technically got started last weekend, and we're going to break some of those games down. It was week zero, but the official the uh, full, the full, official everybody playing starts this weekend. So week one of college football begins, and it flew by just like that because I honestly thought we were going to be, you know, discussing, you know, we were here talking about spring games. So here we go, right? We were talking about spring football, what I like to see, and... Now we're here. So the time for talk is over. Football is going to begin 
Well, time for talk is over for the football players and the coaches. But for me, I'm going to still talk. But anyway, you know what I mean. So college football, here we go. Let's get underway, right? We're going to, you know, kick it off with some week zero matchups. And then we're going to preview and predict some of the games and highlights from this weekend coming up. So once again, subscribe to YouTube, comment below on there, follow on Podbean, Spotify, share around with others, and follow on X, Instagram, and Facebook for all things up to date for Pigskin Frenzy. Let's go. Let's roll. I'm ready to roll. Let's go over some week zero games. And they were quite interesting. Let's kick it off with the, I would say the biggest one which was in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, by the way, whoever answered the trivia question, good job. The last game was played in 2022. It was Nebraska last season, Nebraska and Northwestern. So good good on you guys for uh, answering that one. But now you can answer another trivia question. The last game played in Dublin was this past Saturday, 2023. So it was Notre Dame and Navy. I got the outcome right, but the whole game I got completely wrong. <laughs> It was a beating, <laughs> and it was. It was a beating. Notre Dame defeated Navy 42-3. to I was sitting back, and I was watching this. I was like, oh, like, oh, I thought it was going to be a lot closer. But Notre Dame, they're out here scoring points. Yes, you may think, Joel, it's Navy. They're in the American Conference. It, they, usually play, they usually play each other close. I don't know. So uh, Notre Dame's next big opponent is going to come in the form of September 23rd in a few weeks out against Ohio State. Ohio State's going to travel to South Bend. So we're going to see what Notre Dame's about then. But let's go over Notre Dame a little bit. Their defense looks stout. Uh, they need to clean up a little bit on, on the secondary end. But, but... They look good. Uh, their offense, especially, their offense was clicking on all cylinders, and it was led by graduate transfer from Wake Forest, Sam Hartman. I said it. I said Sam Hartman was going to be that guy, and he was that guy. Look at his stats. 19 for 23 for 266 yards, passing in four touchdowns. He threw for four touchdowns up in Dublin. It, it was unbelievable. Sam Hartman played lights out. He looked like he was connecting with his team. He looked very comfortable out there. He even wore, and, and this is an interesting story, guys. Get this. He had to have surgery and have part of his rib taken out. His mom decided to clean it off, and he wore it as a necklace. That's cold. Go and listen to the full story on it. Uh, I don't remember too much of the details, so I'm asking you guys to go and listen to the story. But he wore a rib his part of his rib that he had on his necklace. Unbelievable. Sam Hartman uh, lights out against Navy. Uh, Notre Dame looked good. Marcus Freeman get uh, improved, and Notre Dame improves to 1-0. They play Tennessee State Saturday, and they're going to get rocking and rolling up in South Bend for week one. So Notre Dame beats Navy. Let's move on to Vanderbilt and Hawaii, and then I'm going to you know talk about USC because USC played also. So Vanderbilt and Hawaii, very close game. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that close. I thought Notre Dame, I thought Vanderbilt was gonna, you know, show us a little bit something up in Nashville. They did, uh, but it was a little bit closer than advertised. I think the my whole issue with Notre Dame is the, uh, not Notre. Dame, I keep saying Notre Dame, but Vanderbilt is this. Uh, the offensive line was giving me a little bit of trouble, like watching them. Uh, they, uh, you know, Hawaii got to AJ Swan a lot. The Rainbow Warriors got to Commodore's quarterback, A.J. Swan, a lot. And he got sacked about four or five times that game. So what's going to happen when you play Georgia? What's going to happen when you play other opponents? It's not going to end up It's not gonna end up well, right? So four or five sacks, 
I didn't necessarily think that was, you know, that should be ideal moving forward. That's the only question I got from Vanderbilt. Other than that, they got some good, they got some good skill players, uh, like wide receiver Will Shepard. He scored two touchdowns. Uh, AJ Swan was playing lights out, 19 for 30 passing for 238 yards and three touchdowns. The offense looked like they were clicking. Uh, Clark Lee improves to one and zero on the season before next week's, you know, next week's matchup. Uh, Vanderbilt looks, you know, Vanderbilt looked. Good on offense. They look kind of questionable on the offensive line, but they looked they looked okay on offense. Defense looked a little bit questionable as well, but they did enough to get the win up in Nashville. So Vanderbilt beats Hawaii 35 to 28. Last game of week zero. We'll break it down before we move on to the other games, and I'll start, you know, previewing predicting the other games. Uh, and that's probably much all we got for today's episode. Just hyping up this, you know, week one. Let's talk about USC. And you probably already know where I'm going with this because a lot of the fans were like, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. USC beat San Jose State 56-28. You're thinking, why is that the issue? It's not the issue. I'm going to get to the issue in a minute. USC nearly gave up 400 total yards of offense, including 198 yards on the ground. That's the issue. (laughs) Before I get back on the defense, let's go over their offense. Their offense lights out. Caleb Williams, obviously, 18 for 25 for 278 yards and four touchdowns. Caleb Williams did good. Uh, he says he's not chasing Archie Griffin. He's cha- he's chasing a high. Uh, he's chasing a national championship this season. So we'll see. Wide receiver, freshman wide receiver, rather Zachariah Branch. He is going to be a star for the Trojans. Watch out for him. Zachariah Branch, 232 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. He looks solid against San Jose State. He was a difference maker for that offense. And he, I think in big-time games, you may see Zachariah Branch a lot in some of these big-time matchups. So freshman uh, freshman wide receiver Zachariah Branch played lights out against, against the uh, San Jose State Spartans. So here we go. The Trojans gave up 400 yards of offense, including 198 yards on the ground. That is the issue. Like I said, that is the issue. I said it. I told, I said it. Everybody who listened to me back in the spring, I said it. Doesn't matter if it's week zero. It's week one's coming up now. I know week one's coming up now, but don't. doesn't matter if it's week zero preseason. Doesn't matter. It's a game. USC's 1-0 now. The only reason why USC played this weekend is because they're not playing on the last weekend of the regular season. USC showed us that I'm kind of looking at the same USC team that I saw last season. And I said it. I, I, I said it. I said they need to fix and clean up that defense. Alex Grinch needs to do something with the defense. Lincoln Riley said, okay, it's fine. Alex Grinch is going to clean up some stuff on defense. I did not see a difference. Okay, so sure. Let's give him credit where it's due. Bear Alexander uh, and a lot of other guys who came in for the, through the portal and recruiting were some difference makers for that defense. They made some plays. They still nearly gave up 400, 400 total yards of offense, including 198 yards on the ground. That is a stat, a stat when it's the first game when a San Jose State team is putting up nearly 400 yards. The only reason why you won is because y'all have a, a lights-out offense that can outscore people. 
What's going to happen when you play Utah, when you play Oregon, when you play Washington? Those games are going to come up. But a potential contender in that for any in y'all in that schedule is Colorado. What's going to happen if they play a Colorado? You got to clean up that defense. You have to clean it up, and you got to fix it quick. Because if you don't fix it quick, there there's going to be a game where you shouldn't have you know that you shouldn't necessarily be in. Not only necessarily be in that you should have won, but you didn't win. I'm just calling it how it is. The defense, it's questionable. I still think it's questionable. It looks the same to me. I said it. They need to clean it up. It looks like it's not been cleaned up yet, and I think they need to clean it up before it gets bad. If they don't, like I said, it's going to get bad. So USC ends up beating San Jose State 56-28. Uh, solid all, lights out offense, one of the best in the country questionable defense and that was the, the the same song and dance with USC last season in the entering the Cotton Bowl and entering the Pac-12 title game uh, respectively Tulane Utah so let's move on to some week one games uh, that was the preview and breakdown of you know my, my recap of week zero uh, Vanderbilt Needs to clean some stuff up. USC needs to clean up their defense. They look good on offense. And Notre Dame looks solid. I think Notre Dame, out of those three teams, impressed me the most because I liked what Notre Dame did both on, on both sides of the ball. Um, I think USC impressed me on offense, and Zachariah Branch especially impressed me. I have nothing but good things to say about Caleb Williams, Zachariah Branch, and uh, Austin Jones, running back from USC, Austin Jones, but I don't... I. It's just kind of hard to see about the off the defense for USC. They now what Alex Grinch is doing up there. They need they need something. So that was my recap of week zero. Let's move on to week one games. Now I am so excited about college football. It's like Christmas. It is like Christmas. I'm so excited. I'm ready. I'm pumped. And let's get it going. Let's kick it off with Thursday night's game on the 31st. And it's U- it's Florida at Utah. So last season. Florida defeated Utah in an upsetting Gainesville behind good quarterback play by Anthony Richardson, who is now with the Indianapolis Colts. He will start week one, by the way. Just throwing out a Thursday information there. Anyway, so (laughs) Florida beat Utah. Utah was, you know, okay, what are we going to go from here? Well, I'll tell you where they went from there last season. They ended up beating USC twice and winning the Pac-12 and going to the Rose Bowl. Did they lose the Rose Bowl? Yes, Penn State did defeat them in the Rose Bowl. But hear me out: Utah had a solid season. They they won about they won double digit win had double digit wins. They had uh, a couple of losses. Um, it wasn't it wasn't too bad, you know. It wasn't too bad for uh, good old Utah. You know, Utah lost two games, so uh, good on them. Uh, notes. Let's go over some notes. Super senior quarterback Cam Rising is back. He will play, but will he play Thursday? That's the question. So, will he play Thursday? Now, my 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 whole estimate is this. He tore his ACL in the Rose Bowl. We found that out after the game was over. They're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? He said he was coming back. Will he be ready for the season? He was limited throughout camp, all right? Cam Rising was limited throughout camp. Now, Going into Thursday, Cam Rising is listed as the starter. However, backups Bryson Barnes and uh, potential freshman uh, superstar Nate Johnson are ready to go. Um, you could start. You can you can start either one of those guys if Cam Rising is not ready to play at home in Salt Lake City Thursday night. Uh, I would I would assume 
that Cam Rising may see a little bit of action, but he will be limited, and they may have to put in Bryson Barnes or Nate Johnson. Most likely Bryson Barnes in, you know, in in a lot of in a lot of ways since you know he has the most experience. You know, since last season he played a little bit last season. So, you know, they got their backups ready. That's good. That's 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 my only question with Utah. I don't question Utah on a lot. Utah returns a lot of their defense. They return uh, some of their line, and they got some some new skill players that can make an impact for that offense. Especially like I said, if Cam Rising is able to, you know, elevate himself and be able to play to his full potential, then Cam Rising is going to be liked out on the field. So, uh, going to Florida. Let's talk about Florida for a little bit. Questions that I got on them is their injuries. They have an injury report already. Uh, center Kingsley Ugakun. Uh, sorry, that's how I pronounce that. Kingsley Ugakun. Uh, their center, defensive end Chris McClellan, and backup quarterback Jack Miller the third. Uh, are all questionable due to upper and lower body injuries. Now, you're thinking, Joel, Jack Miller, he's the backup. You know, Graham Mertz is going to start. With the with the play that happened in the spring game, it only gives you questions about what's going to happen, right? I mean, what could happen? What, could, could Graham Mertz get hurt? Could he not play as good? You may have to start somebody. You may have to play somebody else and bench Graham Mertz. Who knows? Uh, Graham Mertz is the starter. I'm not going to sit here and say Graham Mertz is not the right guy for the job. Uh, we only got to see Thursday and throughout the season. Time will tell with Graham Mertz. Uh, Wisconsin transfer, by the way, Graham Mertz. So, we got all that down. Uh, you know, the key questions that I got for Florida State are offensive line, uh, defense, and defensive line. I think the physicality is a big thing. They didn't show any physicality. The offense was a little bit stagnant in the spring game, and that kind of worried me a little bit. However, however, I do think that Florida will come to life since it's week one on the road in a hostile environment in Salt Lake City, in an environment that they're really not comfortable with down from Florida. And, you know, sunny, you know, bright and sunny days in Florida, you're going to a cooler atmosphere up in Salt Lake City with the mountains. So I think it's going to be back and forth. I really do. Uh, I think it's going to be back and forth up until the very end. But, however, I think Utah comes in late, scores a touchdown, and I'm going to give it 31-24 Utah beating Florida. Utah improves to 1-0. Florida starts off the season on a losing end of 0-1. So Utah beats Florida. Uh, they're a favor, favored by a touchdown. I'm going to take them on the over. I'm going to take. I'm going to take. Oh, I'm going to take them at the just right. Let's just put it that. I'm going to take them at that touchdown, even dead even. 31-24. Give me Utah over Florida. Next game. And college game day is going to be here. North Carolina, South Carolina, the Carolina Bowl <laughs> in Charlotte, North Carolina, Bank of America Stadium. Here we go. I mean, it's going to be good, I think. Um, so here's what we got. Key players all around for, for, for North Carolina, South Carolina. Let's start with key players from South Carolina. You got, obviously, the Oklahoma transfer, super senior quarterback, Spencer Rattler. You got running backs, uh, DeCarry and Joyner and Juju McDowell. You got wide receiver, Antoine Juice Wells, uh, one of the best in the SEC. You got Arkansas graduate transfer, Trey Knox now with the Gamecocks. You got Edge, Rusher, Terrell Dawkins, and you got Demons back, Marcellus Dial. 
Um, for North Carolina, you got key players like Drake May at quarterback, obviously one of the best in the country. You got in the Jack linebacker spot, Amari Gaynor. Uh, you got wide receiver Tylee Craft, running back Elijah Green, and running back Caleb Hood. Uh, defensive back Amari Chapman, and you have, and you don't really know, this is kind of a question for me, you have wide receiver Tez Walker. And Tez Walker, we don't know what the status is going to be for the junior wide receiver yet due to the due to some uh, pending NCAA eligibility. Um, I know Mac Brown spoke on that earlier. I haven't seen it yet, but we don't really know and necessarily know what's going to happen with Tez Walker for Saturday. That's the only question that I got about this game. I think this game is going to be fireworks. I think there's you know a lot of talent all around. I think, you know, it's going to be a back-and-forth game, a battle between two solid quarterbacks and Spencer Rattler and Drake May. I think in the end, though, in the end, uh, I think I'm going to take South Carolina to overcome North Carolina. Close game, I'm going to give it a South Carolina, South Carolina 24, North Carolina 17. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than most people think. I think the defense is going to come to life. I think the, the quarterbacks are going to be a factor, but I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game that much. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a lower scoring game, a lower to medium scoring type game, 24 to 17. Give me South Carolina over North Carolina this coming up Saturday. You're thinking, why are you doing 24 17? You got high prolific players on this team who can score at will. Yes, and yes, I, I agree. I agree with that. However, I think the defense is going to come into play for both teams. I really do. I think the defense is going to show show us what they're made of. Uh, I may be wrong about the outcome and about the score, but I like South Carolina beating North Carolina 24-17 in Charlotte Saturday. So, two more games, and we're going to conclude today's episode of Pigskin Frenzy. Colorado versus TCU. Let's talk about this for a second. Coach Prime's debut up in Boulder, Colorado, but it's on the road. You got to travel to Dallas, Fort Worth. So Colorado, TCU, TCU, the last season's runner-up for the national championship game. I think it's going to be a solid game. Up at noon, noon kickoff for Colorado TCU. Let's go over TCU's talent, and let's go over the talent pool really quick. Quarterback Chandler Morris, he's going to be solid. I mean, obviously, uh, Max Duggan was solid last season, but Chandler Morris, sophomore quarterback, uh, you know, Sonny Dykes is really high on him, and I think that he's going to impress a lot of people. I think he's going to be a very underrated quarterback for TCU. Running back Trey Sanders from Alabama. He transferred in from Alabama. LSU wide receiver transfer Jack Betch. They have Alabama wide receiver transfer JoJo Earl. Uh, Solid pickup. The JoJo Earl pickup, solid. Uh, wide receiver, junior wide receiver, Savian Williams. Wide receiver, Jalen Robinson. They got a lot of talent at the receiver at the receiver spots. Uh, and then let's go on with their defense. They have uh, linebacker, Marcel Brooks. Safety, Mark Perry. Uh, linebacker, Jamoy uh, Hodge. And safety, Josh Foster. And you look at that talent, you're like, what I mean, what can happen though? You know, like that's a, that's a talent for success. That's a that's a talent pool in locker room for success and to win games. They got a solid coach. They got solid coordinators. So let's see what happens. But you're t- coming up against a coach prime that brought in a lot of talent. Let's look at Colorado's talent, shall we? Quarterback Shador Sanders, Deion Deion Sanders, coach prime's son. You got running back Cavassier Smoke. Graduate transfer from Kentucky, Cavassier Smoke. Wide receiver, Xavier Weaver. Athlete, 
Travis Hunter, who transferred from Jackson State. Devinson back, Cormani McLean, safety from, you know, graduate transfer from Jackson State and South Carolina, Shiloh Sanders, and Alabama transfer, linebacker, Des Moines Kennedy. You got a lot of a lot of talent on both sides of the ball for both teams. Solid coaches, solid coordinators. Uh, talent pool is bo- is good on both. Who do I have winning? It's going to be close. I think it's going to be very close. Um, we've been talking about this, and you're like, Joel, you know, it's time to give up your prediction, but it's it's kind of hard for me. Um, I uh, The model says TCU was favored in this one. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with TCU beating Colorado Saturday. I think it's going to be a lot closer than advertised, though. I think that TCU gets it done. I think it's going to be a TCU win, 31 to 28. 31 TCU, 28 Colorado by a field goal. That's how close I expect it to be. I think TCU edges Colorado close and gets the win and starts off their season 1-0. and So uh, TCU gets the win there. And finally, the big one, the probably the biggest matchup in week one of Labor Day weekend, Florida State, LSU. And I've been waiting for it for a year. Rewind the clock back from last year. New Orleans. The scene is set. LSU marching down for a comeback. They're about to make it. You know, about to make it a score of, trying to make it a score of 24-24. 24-17 game. You know, launches it last second. Last second. Touchdown. Jeray Jenkins from Jaden Daniels. They're going for a PAT. And it was no good. 24-23, Florida State defeats LSU. They're wondering, what's, what's, where is this going to go for Florida State? They're starting off 2-0. and uh, LSU's 0-1. What's going to happen with Brian Kelly? He worked hard and won the SEC West. No one expected it. No one saw it coming. I didn't see it coming, but it happened. Uh, Florida State went on to you know play lights out. Had a solid season. They won about, they had a double-digit win season. Florida State did, They and LSU did too. LSU, Florida State, they both look solid. Now, they're top 10. Number five, LSU, number eight, Florida State. I wish this game was on a Saturday, but we got to wait until Sunday for this one. Florida State, LSU rematch, the most hype rematch that we've been waiting for. Let's go over the talent that these two teams have because it is tremendous. Florida State has quarterback Jordan Travis, obviously a dark horse for the Heisman Trophy. They got a solid running game with Trey Benson, senior running back there. I'm sorry, redshirt junior running back Trey Benson. Uh, Wide receivers, they got Johnny Wilson. They got the Michigan State wide receiver transfer, Keon Coleman. That's going to play a difference in this game. What the defensive back for LSU and their secondary can do against Keon Coleman, that's probably going to, you know, Let's see what we're going to do. I think that's the big matchup for Sunday is Keon Coleman, that receiving group with Johnny Wilson, along with LSU's defensive backs and secondary. So are they DBU? We're going to still find out Sunday. So moving on, wide receiver Winston Wright Jr., wide receiver Ja'Kai Douglas, tight end, South Carolina graduate transfer, Jaheim Bell, Defensive linemen, Jared Verse, Dennis Briggs, uh, Famian Lovett, and defensive backs, Renardo Green and Akeem Dent. They got a lot of talent on defense and offense on both sides of the ball. Mike Norville's doing a heck of a job in Tallahassee. But you got second-year head coach Brian Kelly on the wings at LSU. LSU returning back to its old glory, trying to become a juggernaut once again in the Southeastern Conference. 
And you got arguably the best, you got the best returning team, returning all coordinators with defensive coordinator Matt House, offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock, and LSU head coach Brian Kelly. You got your quarterbacks back. You got quarterback Jaden Daniels, probably arguably the best quarterback in the conference as well as second in Heisman voting currently. So Jaden Daniels, you got running backs, talent, a pool of running backs, including freshmen, too. Let's just name the few running backs that we got now. Running back Josh Williams, running back John Emery, running back Notre Dame transfer, running back Logan Diggs, and running back Noah Kane from Penn State. He transferred in last season. So you got a talent of running backs, good quarterbacks, along with Garrett Nussmeyer. You can mention that quarterback room as well. Uh, wide receivers, you got Aaron Anderson from Alabama, the Alabama transfer, redshirt freshman. You got Kyron Lacey, senior, and you got wide receiver number one, Malik Neighbors. Um, solid in the in the in the Citrus in the Cheese at Citrus Bowl. Solid against Purdue. Wide receiver Brian Thomas as well. You got tight end, sophomore tight end who was a freshman phenom last season, Mason Taylor. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you got defensive backs Greg Brooks and Deuce Chestnut. You got defensive linemen Mecky Wingo. You got Omar Spates. You got for the linebacker spot, you got Omar Spates. You got from that's from Oregon State. Omar Spates. You got linebacker Texas linebacker transfer Ovi Ogahofo. And now, sophomore linebacker and, you know, the phenom himself and probably arguably the best defensive player in college football and in the conference, Harold Perkins. So, you got them. Notable questions. We're missing, uh, and, and, you know, LSU's missing defensive lineman Mason Smith. We're missing Mason, Mason Smith in the game here. Uh, he is now out due to a one-game suspension due to improper benefits, according to On3 Sports. Uh, he will not play week one against Florida State. He will be sidelined for one game, and he will return most likely against Grambling. So, uh, and another question, are we going to see defensive back Denver Harris? That's the main question. Are we going to see defensive back Denver Harris, the te- Texas A&M transfer uh, from lat- coming in this season? Uh, there's a lot been going on there uh, due to a fight that happened in practice between a lot of key guys. Malik Neighbors was involved and Harold Perkins was involved. Uh, are we going to see Denver Harris? Because he had a role in that. So uh, a lot of the guys are good. I've been hearing now a lot of the, the chemistry has been building back up, which is solid and what you need going into Sunday, an important game going into Sunday in Orlando. So, um, I don't know. Are we going to see Denver Harris? We're missing Mason Smith. Are we going to see Denver Harris? And the matchup, the wide receiver versus defensive backs for LSU. That's going to be a key matchup in this one. Very key matchup in this one. Uh, My prediction, and here it comes. I think it's going to be a very close game, back and forth. However, I think LSU does enough to get it done. I really do. I think LSU does enough to get the job done. They defeat Florida State 38 the 35. LSU 38, Florida State 35 by a field goal. Damon uh, Ramos makes it for LSU this time. 38, 35, LSU edges Florida State in Orlando Sunday night, and it, they start off the season 1-0. Don't worry, Florida State. I'm pretty sure with the rest of your schedules panning out, I think that one loss may be okay in the long run for your playoff hopes. So don't count out Florida State yet, but I think LSU edges Florida State here, 38-35.
Give me the Tigers. So that just about does it for Pigskin Frenzy. Again, a big thank you for taking some time out of your thir- out of your Tuesday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on the episode and leave comments down below. Spotify and Podbean, if you're listening on those platforms, follow and share around with others. Uh, X, all you got to do is type in at Pigskin underscore Frenzy, all lowercase. Just, you know, follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news and highlights from across college and NFL football. Facebook, just follow the page there, Pigskin Frenzy. Like it. You'll get episode updates and as well as all things up to date for Pigskin Frenzy. And Instagram, all you got to do is type in Pigskin Frenzy. Follow the page there. You'll get episode updates. Uh, you'll get trivia questions and you'll get all things up to date for Pigskin Frenzy. Again, Reminder, enter the free giveaway. Big thank you for listening today. Thursday, we will be back for an NFL edition of Pigskin Frenzy. We will release the power rankings heading into the NFL season. Who are my top 10 teams heading into the season? You're not going to want to miss it. Tune in Thursday. Uh, I'm Joel Norris signing off, and we will see you again then. And for everybody out there, stay the course.